Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. In a time of confusion and chains of legalism, a message of hope and liberation was penned. From the heart of the Apostle Paul to the believers in Galatia comes a timeless letter echoing through the ages. The book of Galatians, a profound epistle where the truth of the gospel shines forth, proclaiming liberty to every captive soul. Here, Paul confronts the distortions of the true gospel, challenging believers then and now to stand firm in this profound truth. It is for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Join us as we journey through this powerful epistle, uncovering the essence of true freedom in Christ. Dive deep into the heart of Paul's message to the Galatians as we discover the path to true freedom. Amen. Amen. It's just so epic. Got to be epic around here. Boats and rowing and sailors and all the things. So really excited to jump into the series. There's a lot of things I could say about Care Portal. I want to just say thank you uh, to anyone who served on that team. I mean, think about it. The, the fact that we get to unleash resources that are coming from the body of Christ to our local area, $117,000 worth of economic impact. I mean, that's isn't that amazing? Isn't that, it's just God's strategy, and I'm so grateful to be a part of it. And uh, yeah, so thankful. And we're, as you can tell, have a lot happening today. So I'm going to jump right into uh, this new series. I am uh, inviting you all to d- go deep with me uh, over the next six weeks. This is going to be a six-week series on the book of Galatians. We're going to preach the entire book. Come on, somebody. Yes, we're just going to go through the whole thing. That doesn't mean we're going to preach every verse. So here's where you can get involved. You need to be reading the book of Galatians, all right? So this is what you'll be studying for six weeks on top of whatever else, you know what I mean? And we, I want to invite you to do that because as a community, it's just going to become more and more rich if we're in the same place, right? If we're in the same scriptures. So this week, you're going to need to read Galatians chapter 1 and 2 to get ready for next week, which will be on Galatians chapter 2, Okay. Make sense? Does this feel like old school in the perfect kind of way to anybody else? Because I love it. I'm all about it. Uh, I'm going to pray really quickly, and then I'm going to read the entire first chapter of the book of Galatians to you, and then we're going to go into it. So, Father, we ask you now. Uh, we're so grateful for all you've done today. Like, I feel, I feel full already. I feel, you know, spiritually bloated a little bit, and that's okay. So, Lord, we say yes to more. Come on. Just put your hand on your stomach and say, I can take more. I'm ready for more. Lord, feed us by your word today. We ask for your person of the word to be made manifest in the preaching of the word today. We want to encounter Jesus today by the preaching of your word. So, Father, I ask for your voice to be heard in my voice this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The title of my message today is that there is no other gospel. That's the title. No other gospel. And that will be made plain to you. As we go, I do not have this portion on the screens. That means you have to use one of these things, paper Bible or your phone or something to read along. I'm going to read Galatians chapter 1 in the ESV, and hopefully you can get there. It's in the New Testament right side of your Bible. If you haven't, 
If you hit Revelation, you went too far, go to the left. Keep going. You'll find it. All right. <clears throat> Are you ready? Oh, one person is ready. Is anyone else ready? Our communications director is ready. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Galatians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle, not from men, nor, nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And all the brothers who are with me to the churches of Galatia. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age. According to the will of our God and Father. For to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ. And are turning to a different gospel. This is a letter, y'all. It's a letter to the churches in Galatia. Are you picking up on that? He gets right into it. He's not messing around. Verse 7, not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. For am I now seeking the approval of man? I love it. Paul's like, check me, bro. Who am I trying to please, you know? <laughs> am I now trying to seek the approval of man or of God? Am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. For what I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not perceive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with anyone. Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went away to an Arab into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem. To visit Cephas and remain with him 15 years. That, that's Peter, by the way. Cephas is Peter. Verse 19. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. And what I'm writing to you before God, I do not lie. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia. And I was still unknown in person to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only were hearing... They only were hearing it said, he who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. And they glorified God because of me. Say amen. We can go home. I did my job. Here you go. Yeah. You just got more Bible reading than 80% of Christians in the West this week. I mean all week. Let's be different, y'all. Let's be people of the book. Let's be in here. This is daily bread. I obviously cannot, I don't have time to preach the entire thing verse by verse, or I would. <laughs> but for your sake, I just felt the Lord breathing on a key passage here. Let's go back to Galatians 1, verse 6 through 9, where he says, verse 6, I am astonished. We have this on the screens for you, so you can 
follow that way. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. When the apostle Paul feels the need to repeat himself immediately, there's probably some intense feelings going on in there, all right? Paul is basically bringing the smack down to the churches of Galatia because they are receiving, you'll see this as we go in later into the book, they're, they're actually receiving and accepting the Judaizers who are telling them, you, Jesus, it's great, that's awesome that he paid for your sins, you still need to do something to be right with God. And their do something was circumcision, but your do something is fast, your do something is pray. Your do something is go to church. So don't get all judgmental towards Galatia. We got the same problem. Somebody say amen. <laughs> he was not messing around. This is actually the only, listen to me, this is actually the only curse this side of the cross. This is the only biblical curse this side of the cross. Now, I'm not saying you can't be impacted through generational habits and things like that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the only God-spoken curse, this side of the cross, is this one. And it's don't change the truth. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. He's saying you are accepting a process in order to get close to the one you're already one with. And that makes no sense at all. But the reality is he was taking ownership of the gospel, and I want to encourage you all to do the same thing. He actually says this gospel, not that there is another one, in many places, though, he actually calls it his gospel. He actually says, this is my gospel. He, there's something so uh, amazing about that, that Paul had the audacity to say, this is my gospel. Here, let's read a couple examples. I'm going to go quickly. Romans 2.16. He says, on that day when according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. 2 Timothy 2, 8 through 9, Paul again, remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal, but the word of God is not bound. Romans 16, 25 through 27, now to him who was able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but has now been disclosed and through the prophetic writings has been made to known, known to all nations, he gives them a, a charge, he blesses them, but he calls it again, my gospel, three times, my gospel, my gospel, it's mine. What does that mean? Well, how is that relevant to Galatians 1? He's saying it's not man's gospel, but it is my gospel, <laughs> Listen, it didn't come from man, but it came to man, and it's time to own the true gospel. It's his. He took ownership over the gospel, and he was, he was fierce about defending it. It should not be flippant to you what is coming into your mind and into your heart. I'd like to submit to you with all the humility I can in my heart that there are many gospels being preached today. Many gospels being preached today. I got in trouble for quoting Paul. I'll do it again. I like it. When I get in trouble for quoting Paul, I'm okay with it. I get in trouble for quoting Jesus, I'm okay with it. The reason churches are dying is because God is cursing them. Because they're preaching a different gospel. You can be mad about that or you can just read what I just read. I'm not making this stuff up. Is, he, is this ordained of the Holy Spirit? Is this the holy writ of God? Is this under the unction of the Holy Ghost? Or just some dude blabbing? I mean, really. 
And that's intense. I get it. I never want to be under the curse of preaching a different gospel. I'm just saying. Are you all okay? Are you okay? <laughs> Some are like, no. <laughs> I don't want to be under that. I don't know about you. I also don't want to believe a different gospel. This is why we have to be in the word, okay? <sighs> so he said it's not man's gospel. So what is the true gospel? As he goes along the book, you're going to see him just lay it out through many different things. And the key verse, the cornerstone verse of our series this time is that it's for freedom that Christ sets you free. Do not submit, therefore, to any yoke of slavery. And he's going to go through the book. You're going to see all the different yokes of slavery that Galatia was, the people of Galatia were submitting to. One being circumcision. That was the big one. But anything that actually takes you and says there's a gap between you and God that you need to fill is a yoke of slavery and bondage. And you're like, but I feel so far from him. Okay, we walk by faith, not by feelings. You can feel however you feel, but we don't walk by feelings. Is anyone glad for that? I'm glad I don't walk by my feelings. My Lord, we walk by faith in what he has said. So the question has to be asked, what is the true gospel? What is it then? It's not from man. Paul took ownership of it. But what is it? Right? I'm so glad you're asking these great questions this morning. So then I can answer them. The true gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Not you dying daily, him dying once and for all. I know we got our cute stuff that we say in church. It doesn't make it biblical. Okay? And I know you think you understand, but we lean not on our own understanding. So let me submit to you that there is a real, pure version of this thing. And I want to be pure in my understanding of it. Amen? That means I don't need to be right. I want to know the truth. I need to know the truth. Let's say it together. I don't need to be right. I need to know the truth. That will break your pride right there. I don't need to be right. I need to know the truth. So let's look 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 5. This is what Paul says. It's the death, burial, resurrection. He says, now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance, say first importance, what I also received. He's talking about that time when in Galatia, in the book of Galatians, where he says, I didn't receive it from man. I received it from Jesus himself, Right? You know, Paul, on the road to, to Damascus, he got knocked off his high donkey and on his butt. I want to go King James, you know, but whatever. You'll get offended if I quote the King James there. But <laughs> he gets scales on his eyes, then they fall off, and he immediately starts preaching. But then he goes into the desert and just has the secret place with Jesus three years, right? And then 14, not consulting with anyone. This is what he received. I Delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according with the scriptures. Say amen. That he was buried. Say amen. And that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. And then he appeared to Cephas and to the twelve. He's saying, I got that. Not, no one told me that. Jesus told me that. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Have you ever thought about this? He said, nobody, no one told me that. No one, no one said, hey. Paul, I know you're mad at the church, but let me share the gospel with you. <laughs> no, Jesus told him. Jesus told him. It's the death, burial, resurrection of Christ. But that death, burial, resurrection has implications. 
He didn't go into details there of the implications. Let's look at the implications of the true gospel because that is the story. It's that Jesus, God became man. He died for your sins. He was buried to prove he was dead. And three days later, he rose from the grave, defeating death, hell, and the grave forevermore. Are you with me? That's the gospel. That's the good news. Are you with me? There are implications of that. So some of the implications are this, that the, reconcil the reconciliation of the whole world back to God happened in his sacrifice and his resurrection. He didn't just save individuals. He reconciled the world back to himself. I'm not making that up. Colossians 1, 19 through 23. I'm going to read a lot of scripture really fast today, just so you know. If you haven't picked up on that, this is all we're doing today. <laughs> Colossians 1, 19 through 23. It says, for in him, that's Christ, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself, help me, all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which was has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 21, same reconciliation of the world, same impact right here, just in a different way. He says, all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. That's the word cosmos, the cosmos to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors of Christ, God making his appeal, his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled for God, to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is why we say things around here like, God's not mad at you, he's madly in love with you. You say, oh, that's not true, you don't know what I did. He reconciled you to himself before you did anything right or wrong. You have believed a false gospel. Some of y'all can get saved today. Watch. <laughs> Reconciling the world to himself. Say the world. Were you a part of the world? Oh. Then it's true. He already reckoned. Now, you either believe it or you don't. But you've been reconciled. You don't reconcile you. He reconciled you. And now you believe it. Or you don't. And if you believe it, you'll act like something else. You'll, you'll do something else. The doing will come out of the believing. Whatever you're believing is what you'll be living. I just look at the life of some of y'all, and I know what you believe. You believe you need to close the gap between you and God because that's how you be living. <laughs> it's okay. I don't mind the quiet. That's the silence of conviction. I can hear it. Let's, there's another, there, not just this, and he gets into these things throughout the scriptures. I love the Apostle Paul's writings. It's great. So the true gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and it reconciled the world back to God. It also was the removal of your old self and the disarming of all principalities. The disarming of all principalities. He didn't remove the principalities. He took their guns away. He took their arms away. He's defeated, disarmed, and defeated. That's why I call the enemy nubby, disarmed, defeated. He got no arms, no feet. He's just a wicked tongue and a liar. 
rolling around on his belly. Nubs. Yeah, I got a big God and a small devil. I know that's unpopular in the church. I don't care. Colossians 2, 9 through 15 shows us this. Are you ready? In him, say in him. This is Christ. In him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And that, that sounds just like what we just read. Second Corinthians, I mean, sorry, Colossians 1. He also um, says this in the first chapter of Colossians. This is the second chapter of Colossians. He's repeating himself. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. Did you hear that? If you have to put off your flesh, you are believing a different gospel. Okay, if you have to get rid of your flesh, Jesus missed a spot, okay? Like he just snip missed a little bit. The great physician missed the piece. Do you know what circumcision is? Are we all adults in here? Do we understand? It's the removal of the foreskin from a penis. That's what it's typified as in the Old Testament. You understand? Yeah. You have been circumcised by the circumcision of Christ. How many times have you heard that in church? And never. But this is what the, the, this is it. These are the pictures. You're all so uncomfortable. It's like, it's the Bible. He called your old self a foreskin. One translation by David Bentley Hart is his name. He's from Yale. He actually says, by the removal of the foreskin of our former self. He used the word foreskin because that's what it is, okay? I'm being very biblical today. <laughs> you guys are so funny. You were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. Come on, that means ladies that are in on this too. You with me? All right? It's not about physical genitalia. It's about the removal of something. Your old self. Have, when did it happen? Oh, oh my, I'm, I'm removing my flesh. I'm dying to my flesh. No, you're not. You're dying to deception. You've been deceived. Someone preached a different gospel to you. Let him be accursed. I don't care. It's, is this not biblical? The circumcision of Christ. When did it happen? Having been buried with him in baptism. In which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. That doesn't mean baptism is necessary for salvation. It means baptism shows the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. It actually says this is when it happened. All right? He reconciled the whole world back to himself. And when you believe that, you go in the water, you come out. Not just as a public proclamation of your allegiance to Jesus, but as a prophetic type and shadow of your old self dying, your new self rising. Amen? Amen. Yeah, some of you have really believed a different version of this. And you who, listen, you who were dead, used to be. We're dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. Your debt is canceled and the demands of the debt are wiped out. Amen. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them. You're afraid of the devil. You're afraid of yourself. And Jesus is like, I already take care of all of that. 
You should be what Paul said to the Corinthians. I fear lest you be deceived as Eve from the simplicity that's in Christ. Paul looked at the Corinthian church. This not don't have time. I'm going to do it anyway. Paul looked at the Corinthian church who was sinning. One guy sleeping with his mother-in-law and proud about it. They got to put him out of the fellowship for him, for it. Says, hand this person over to Satan. That stuff's going on. And he said, I fear lest you be deceived as Eve from the simplicity that's in Christ. He's not afraid of their, of what's happening. He's not even afraid of the sin that's happening. He's afraid of deception. You understand? He's afraid of deception. And he calls them Eve in the garden. Was Eve in the garden like God and very good? Yes, she was. The full image and likeness of God just alongside Adam. So maybe preachers and people and you, you're a people, need to look at the body of Christ as Eve in the garden and be afraid of deception. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Amen. He defeated them all too. The enemy has been defeated. Disarmed, defeated, done. And now you get to believe that and operate in authority as a child of God. You get to step into what God has for you. You get to co-labor with the kingdom of heaven to come to the earth. Or you get to fight yourself, be in deception, be a wretched sinner saved by grace. Hashtag not in the Bible. And you get to just languish your way, live like hell all the way to heaven. Be my guest. I ain't doing it. I'm not doing that. I'm going to believe the real thing. And I don't know about you, but it's a fight. It's the only fight that's actually legal. It's called the fight of faith. You're called to a fight. Some of you don't fight at all. You just submit to the enemy's lies. Like, oh, I'm just a human. No, you're more than human. You're filled with the whole fullness of God. What are you talking about? You're just a human. No, you're just a deceived person. I fear lest you be deceived. And if you're deceived, you act like the world. You act like your old self. And then you go, see, I still have that old man in there. No, you still have agreements in here. <laughs> and that proved it. If you ever sin again, you should look in the mirror and say, that was so unlike you. Why did we do that? That's faith. That's faith according to the scriptures, not according to your churchianity. I, I'm a little fired up. Uh, it's just. All right. Are you ready? I think I have this. Do I have other gospels say, and there's seven things? I might have this on the screens. I don't know. Maybe I don't. I just hear this. Other gospels. There's a lot of other gospels out there. Number one, you need to consecrate yourself in order to make you holy. That's other gospels. The other gospels say the resurrection of Jesus did not set you free from sin. It only promises heaven. That's another gospel. Number three, God is mad at you and ready to smite you because of your sin. Good news. God's mad at you and ready to smite you at any moment. Good. You know what gospel means? Do you know what it means? It means good news. Man. Number four, Jesus was not fully God and therefore we are still separated from the Father. That's preached. That is preached, y'all. I've been there. I've heard it. I led worship in those churches. It's preached. I'm not making this up. Number five. Other gospel, we will be in union with Christ when we get to heaven, but we are not yet. Number six, Jesus paid for the sins of the church. The world is left to burn. 
Number seven, we're just sinners saved by grace. Just sinners saved by grace. You should boo this stuff. Are you ready for the true gospel? The one true gospel says Jesus consecrated himself to make us holy in him. That's John 17, verse 19. Number two, the resurrection of Christ set us free from the entity of sin forever. Romans 6, 5 through 6. Number three, God desires none to perish and all to come to repentance. 2 Peter 3, 9. Number four, Jesus was fully God, a fully man, sacrificed himself so we can be one with the Godhead right now. Philippians 2, 5 through 11. John 17, 20 through 26. Number five, we're in union with Christ right now and forevermore. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. Ephesians 1, 13 through 14. Number six, Jesus paid for the sin of the whole world. First John 2 2. Number seven, we are new creations in Christ. The old has passed away, the new has come. Second Corinthians 5 17. It's good news. This is the teaching of the apostles. This is the doctrine of the apostles that they devoted themselves to. This is what they talked about. I got three minutes. Can you survive? <laughs> Acts 2, 37 through 40. This amazing moment happens. Peter gets up the first sermon of the new covenant. He speaks to the Jews and says, this Jesus whom you crucified is the reason you see this ruckus today. You know, the tongues of fire come, and then the tongues of the nations come after that. And all these people here, other people declaring the glories of God in their mother language. And they say, or at this moment comes after Peter stands up and preaches. And it says, now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. Heard what? His presentation of the timeline of where they are in history. And the first proclamation of the good news. It says, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. So maybe today if you felt I was being a little scathing, maybe that's just you're being cut to the heart. They were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Let's break it down. What did he say? He said repent. What does that mean? That means change. But that change isn't by self-effort. It's by the grace of God. You're invited into the grace of God through the proclamation of the good news. And you're able to change because the grace of God comes for you to do it. Repent. Number two, be baptized. What is that? That's making a public announcement to the world. Not only to the world. It's also making a public announcement to the powers and principalities of darkness. You understand back in the day when they were baptized, they would come out of the water and they would fully renounce, renounce the, the devil and all his angels. They would have renunciation sessions where they say, I renounce all allegiance to the enemy. I renounce all his ties to me. I am not his. I am Christ's. It's, a, it's an announcement, not just to people, but to the powers and principalities. If you've never been baptized, you need to get signed up on the website right now, today, to make that announcement an act of faith. Repent. Be baptized. Number three, receive forgiveness for your sin. This means believe Jesus paid for all your wrongdoing, past, present, and future, so you don't have to. That's good news. Amen? And then finally, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's letting God move inside and mingle his spirit with your spirit so that you're transformed from the inside out. 
that's the gospel. That's what you must, be to, you must do to be saved. And I ended at 1030 right on the dot. Look at that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was worried. I'm ready to believe no other gospel. I'm ready to believe the one true gospel. I'm ready to be corrected by the word. Anybody with me? Yeah. This is just week one. We're going to have five more weeks of this in the book of Galatians, okay? I want you reading this thing. I want you studying it. I want you reading it in multiple translations. I want you listening to it. I, we got to saturate ourselves in this thing because it's about true freedom. True freedom. Some of you are not operating in true freedom. And you think it's you. And in one sense, it is. It's your beliefs. It's your agreements. It's how you're believing. And God is calling us up into higher levels of belief. Some of you have trauma that needs to be healed. That's a different subject. But most of us just have beliefs that need to be corrected. Amen? There's no other gospel. Let's not try and make one. Right? Let's stand. Have, a, have the prayer team come up. I'm out of breath. <laughs> that doesn't happen that often. If you're here and you heard this and you're like, man, I've believed another gospel. I've not, I've not fully believed on Christ's ability to save me, that his death, burial, resurrection was enough for me. This is your opportunity today. We're going to pray. And when I say amen, you can come down to this altar. These guys up here will, will lead you to the real Jesus. They know the real guy, the real thing. All right? I can vouch for them. All right? And they, they will walk you through and help you connect to the Lord in that way. Amen? Today is the day of salvation for some of y'all. And that's awesome. But others of you just need healing in your body. Others of you need the prayer of agreement. Others of you just need an encouraging word. That's what this altar is for as well. Amen? But today, I just want you to close your eyes for a moment. Today, we ask, Father God, that you would make it plain to our spirit. Make it plain to our spirit. Just as Paul received revelation from you, Jesus, that you showed him the truth of these things. God, I ask for that now, right now by your spirit, that you draw all men to yourself. And those who are lost in this room would be found today by believing in you. And those who are found today would be brought into greater freedom today by agreeing with your scriptures. And that you would raise us up as peacemakers in the earth, sending us into our workplace, sending us into our families, sending us out as your ambassadors the ambassadors of Christ, pleading with the world to be reconciled unto God. And this morning specifically, Lord, we thank you for Care Portal. We thank you for what they're doing. We thank you for the opportunity to plug in that way, to meet the needs of those who are hurting around us. And God, we pray it would result in massive salvation for those who we get to meet. It would result in massive salvation, not just physical needs, but their spiritual needs as well, Lord. Would you bring in the harvest? We're saying yes to that today. Father, we thank you for showing us your heart. We thank you for giving us a heart for the lost, a, a compassionate heart for those who are hurting. We thank you for your, your care over your church, that you shepherd us, you guide us, and lead us. And Lord, we ask you to continue to teach us. Teach us, Holy Spirit. Lead us into all truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Let's say thank you, Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. All right, get your kiddos from TRP Kids. Come get prayer. I'd love to meet you at Connection Point. First door on your right. We'll see you in there in just a minute. Otherwise, see you at Thursday prayer or next Sunday. We love you. We love you. love you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.